0: Parents and Guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, we're back again with Amber Trueblood. As a reminder, Amber is a licensed therapist, author, podcaster, and mother to four sons. She's an avid reader and learner. Since 2019 launch of her book, Stretch Marks, Amber has written and contributed to articles in national publications such as the oprah magazine bustle people fatherly wedding wire mind body green good housekeeping and parade without further ado here's amber trueblood okay so now we'll take this to a different level and you you started it so i am gonna take it to a different level
1: all right let's do Could it
0: you not also whether it's the gratitude jar that you're talking about or the journal that I'm keeping, let's say your child is having a bad day. Yeah, and You've been keeping this for a while. And some of the things you're going to be grateful for are the little things that you see your kids do day in, day out. You're keeping track of all this. And I talk about this in my book, the parent, and they say, well, you have a bad day. And, or maybe somebody at school said something about them. And you can t- open up your journal and share with them and say, listen, don't worry about what they say. Can you trust mom? Can you trust dad? Think about what I think about you. And I'm not just saying this. Look at this. Look where. Look where I, I'm grateful for this right here. And the reason I'm grateful for it is that's a gift you have. And look over here where I'm grateful for this right here. That shows me that the things I'm teaching you, you're taking to heart and you're working hard with those. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I I think that it provides an opportunity if we will use it to speak into our children's
1: lives. I think that's beautiful. And I think talking about all of those you know, I, one of the things I say is uh, I call it like the parenting top four is even, even before you become parents and, or even if you have teenagers, you can start this at any time is, is if you're really clear on like what I, I always limit it to four, three or four, you know, what traits or characteristics do you value most? And, or how would you answer this question? So say your kids are graduating from high school and the, the um, school principal comes up to you, finds you at graduation and says, Stan, oh my gosh, your, what's the name of one of your children? Oh, Rusty. Rusty. Your son, Rusty, is it a son? Uh huh. Okay. Your son, Rusty, I didn't want to assume. Um, your son, Rusty, <laughs> is so, I'm just so impressed. I just love him so much. He is so incredibly blank, 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 and blank. What four characteristics would she say that would make you just beam with pride and feel like yes, I killed it as a parent.
0: Oh. Well, what that hey, they're they're responsible, mm-hmm. that they're self-led, that they have compassion for others and they think for themselves.
1: There you go. There you go. So when you know that as a parent, when you and you can always change them as you go, but when you not only are really clear with that um and you talk about those characteristics what do those mean you acknowledge them when you see little hints of them wow that was so compassionate i saw you noticed that little girl was by herself and kind of sad and you went over and checked in on her that was so compassionate wow i'm so impressed let's call grandma tonight they overhear you talking to grandma saying you know what rusty did was the coolest thing da 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 so Whatever four traits that you're really that are important to you as a family to instill in your kids, when you talk about it, when you model it yourself, you mentioned this before, when you encourage it, when you brag on it. And then also you can use that for discipline. When you see them doing something that's not compassionate in your book, you say, wow, you know, that's just not how we roll in this family. We're a compassionate. I
0: missed the mark right there. Yeah, opportunity.
1: exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about that. What would have been a more compassionate way to deal with that situation? Do you think, you know, and then you can talk about it and you learn that you that's a teaching moment, right? So to me, having that as a guidepost, it also helps because, man, you're going to have so much influence from other people. Well, what do you mean your kid's not doing five different sports and 12 different lessons? (laughs) Isn't that important to you? You know, it, what do you mean your kid's not, you're not going away to a four week camp every, every summer? Like how, you know, or every, cause everybody has their different values, right? But it's sometimes, if you're not super clear on yours, it's very, it can become very easy to create some self doubt and say, well, oh, what well, should I be doing this? When we started homeschooling, I had a lot of parents come to me and say, "Well, aren't you worried about this? And aren't you worried about that?" And I said, "Well, I got really clear on what's important to me, mm-hmm. to educating mm-hmm. my kids, and and not that I might I'm going to be like closed off to future input or ideas, but man, I have clarity, and because I have clarity, I have confidence." And man, that helps a lot as a parent because otherwise, you know, the self-doubt doesn't help us and it doesn't help them. it
0: does And another way of getting over that, uh, uh, have you ever heard of a why statement? Yeah. When you know what your why is, and that's kind of what you're talking about here. When you know what your why is, it's kind of hard to knock you off of that. Yeah. And uh, it's very simple to do. You just take like family. Why is your family important to you? Or why is interacting with your son or your daughter important to you? And and then, you know, look at the action words and say, okay, why are these things I just said in this particular sentence, why are those important? And then write that sentence down. And then analyze that sentence. You keep doing it over and over at least seven times or you can go deeper. And now you know why that's important to you and I love what you said. Other people may have this that's important to them, and and others have these things that are important to them, but that's not as important as what is important to you.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: the other, acting on it.
1: The other thing that's a kind of a, a silly way to put this um is, you know, I realized for me, you know, I didn't have four children back to back. Um You know, well, let me put it this way: They're going to be in my life for a long, long time, right? And in my house for almost a couple decades. And then, you know, I would love to hang out with them for you know often and do vacations together and take trips and and be with their families for the next sixty years. So, if I raise a bunch of kids who are disrespectful, rude, boring, you know, um, irresponsible. Uh, dependent, you know, all of these things, that's going to be a bummer for me. I'm not going to want to hang out with them. So, you know, and not that you create on purpose cookie cutter kids, but you can encourage and teach and model the types of traits that you want. So, like, you that you want to be around. So, like, for my husband and I, we really wanted to raise, you know, sons who are kind and compassionate and creative and fun um, and who. Are forever learners, and so that's that's. I mean, if you just looked at our house right now and saw the inside of our house, it's not super clean. It's not super organized. It's covered in musical instruments. <laughs> it's covered. It. Our dining room table is called the art table because it's just covered in art projects and and drawings and um, and our house is filled with books. Some people would look at this house and have a panic attack. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for us, it's and sometimes i do have a little mini like oh my gosh this is really messy okay
0: okay well yeah now now we got to we got to recover here a little bit this has gone too far <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah exactly exactly but when i remind myself no you, you know you said what's most important to you is that they're kind compassionate creative problem solvers problem solvers of tomorrow man okay I feel good about that. I think we're we're on we're on the right path. You know, we're on that path. So I feel.
0: Well, I'm an audience. I'm a her because she's not just saying this. You know, before we um, started doing this uh, interview, she was telling me about an event that happened today where there was some monarch butterflies that her neighbor let her know that they were uh, coming out of their cocoons. And she took the opportunity to take her boys over there. There was a learning experience that she could speak into their lives. So she's just not saying these things. All yeah. right. She's actually living them. When you actually live them, the way you interact with people, you'll see it. You'll hear it. And Amber, I heard it today when you were telling me about those boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. But, and I think it's, it also doesn't feel like work because the things that you choose are things that are in essence important to you. And so if they are, then you want to go see the monarch butterflies as well. And you want to hear, you know, your, your children reading and loving books and loving learning and, and watching them go out of their way to do something compassionate and kind for someone else. And it really does bring you, bring you joy. And a lot of, um, yeah. Joy. I mean, it, it
0: really is special. Yes. And, and you got to have that joy because when you have joy, you know, it, it's not really work. You know, a lot of people, yeah. uh, they, they go into work every day and they're just existing. They're just trying to make it through that eight to 10 hour time period and, and get back to the house as fast as they can. But if you love what you do and I, I always encourage people to say, hey, if what you're doing uh, employment wise, you don't love, you you probably ought to find something else mm-hmm. to uh, get involved in. But when it comes to your kids, understand God gave you those kids with a purpose. You wouldn't have got them if you didn't have the skills to be able to use it. And what you're doing is you're taking the skills that were given to you, your husband taking the skills that were given to him, and you're applying those in your child's life. And I bet you that's part of the reason why you have such joy.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I call it alignment. And I-, I think that, you know, busyness and overwhelm, um, I talk about a lot with my clients because there's, I think, a misunderstanding that. I love being busy. I love having a lot of stuff to do. I love it. I'm a little bit of like, I call it an uh, achievement junkie. Um, and uh, But when it's not aligned with what's most important to you, Mm -hmm. um, what you value, that's when it, takes your energy away that's when it's depleting and exhausting and overwhelming when all of your work or your tasks or your responsibilities are totally aligned with what you with what's really important to you then it doesn't feel like work in fact you wish you had more time because you want to spend more time doing it am i right
0: oh yeah it's a benefit to you and and we should ask ourselves are the things that we're doing whether it's in your home or workplace what benefit is this bringing me? What benefit is it bringing those I serve? What benefit is it bringing me as a parent by interacting with my kids? What benefit is it bringing to my children?
1: Yeah. I I, I feel like I have to take one caveat because I personally, I I went through many years where I felt I was so in the weeds, just keeping everybody safe and alive um, and and also not sleeping, you know, not really sleeping well for years. Um and it was depleting it was it was exhausting even though i knew why i was keeping them alive and i wanted them to be fed and i wanted them to be safe it was very depleting and what i didn't realize then is um or it took me a few years to realize is that if i had added just one thing maybe twice a week into my life that was exactly what you meant just purely to give me joy and at the time, the first thing I found was a dance class. I had loved to dance before, and I hadn't danced for 25 years. Um, and I went back and I said, this is a priority. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go two times a week, and I'm going to go to this dance class. And it brought me so much joy. And I didn't. I thought I would have to wait years and years and years until my whole life had changed, and everything was open, and the kids were in school. I didn't realize how just adding one thing that really fueled me from the inside um, could make such a huge difference in the joy. I was able to be less frustrated making dinner for the 800th time, you know, and, and the routine.
0: For <laughs> the <an> 800th time. <laughs> yeah, because
1: I'm not good I, I love change. I love constant. I love change. I love different things. So the idea of doing the same thing every single day and then it just starts over like an etch a sketch, right? It just, you do all this work, you draw this beautiful painting every day, you keep everybody fed and safe and healthy and entertained and you teach them stuff. And then at night it just gets shaken up. And then you guys start. Over oh my gosh. Yeah. So I didn't like that. I, I didn't feel like I was progressing. Um, and that was just my own internal judgment. You know, that was my own internal feeling. And what was helpful to me was adding something um, that was emotionally refueling to myself. And that happened.
0: Emotionally to- refueling, allow you to let some of the stress of life out. Now, my wife, her outlet's a little bit different than yours. Yours is dance. She's the CrossFit. Nice. So several times a week, she goes down and, and she just, you know, she's a beast. And uh but that's her, yeah. doing some of the things that she needs to do to reset to uh to to have that moment to relax and she feels a, a sense of accomplishment and I bet you do too as you sure. as you do this. So I would encourage all parents hey find that little thing that's just for you. just for you. it did take a, take a couple of times during the week intentionally to allow yourself to do those things. That doesn't make you a bad parent because a couple of times a week you put yourself first. As a matter of fact, it keeps you in such a format that you're always able to be the best for your kids and put the best out there because you have taken care of yourself.
1: Exactly. And you're modeling to them as well, what you're doing and why it's important. And then they're more likely when they're teenagers say they have a, um, or in their or in their in college, they're more likely to know. Oh no, I know I, I need to I need to jog every mm-hmm. day, because that'll help me. So it becomes a it becomes a way for them to get really in touch with what their own needs are, which is exactly. so important, right?
0: Well, Amber, let me tell you, you have today given us a lot to to think about. I appreciate you setting aside time to uh, speak to my parents. And give them things that they could immediately start to use. You know, you don't have to go out and get some type of guru to apply (laughs) the things that you put out here today. They're they're very simple things that they can immediately act upon. Well, audience, we reached the end of this episode. And I challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. In the podcast description, you will find a link to Amber's book, Stretch Marks, as well as a link to her parenting courses.